0: I'm Lisa Davis with Andrea Donsky. We're so glad you are listening to Naturally Savvy Radio's podcast. We have so much fun here, and today we are talking, yay, with a fantastic woman. She is actually called Tree Girl. Her book is Tree Girl, Intimate Encounters with Wild Nature. I had the pleasure of speaking to her before, and she is a gem. Hello, Julianne Sky Arbor. Welcome to Naturally Savvy. Thank you,
1: Lisa and Andrea. Thank you so much for having me.
0: It is so great. First of all, everyone has got to go, not right this second, though, after the show, run out and get this book, (laughs) Tree Girl, Intimate Encounters with Wild Nature. You're going to see a gorgeous woman, gorgeous trees in amazing places all over the world. It's so inspirational. It connects you to nature, connects you to yourself. And I just want to commend you on what an amazing book, Julianne.
1: Oh, thank you so much, Lisa.
0: It is lovely. All right, well, let's talk about this. When did you first get interested in nature?
1: Well, I grew up in the Midwest, and um, of course, there's nature everywhere. But, um, and of course, um, I traveled a lot, and that helped. But it was really when I moved to California in 1993 that I discovered wilderness, (laughs) true wilderness, (laughs) and really Mm -hmm. some of the most amazing trees in the world. We have them right here in California. So it really started, I could say it was part of my soul to be connected with nature, of course, but it wasn't until I lived with it that it really became the most important part of my life.
2: Hmm. You know, it's amazing. My mother was recently at Redwood Forest, and she said that she absolutely loved it. I mean, the trees were gorgeous and huge. But what's so interesting what you did, Julianne, is that you got naked, and you went onto the trees and you took pictures. So I want you to explain a little bit for those who are listening. (laughs) Obviously, they can go get your book, but a little bit about what was the thought, like what motivated you to really, I mean, obviously, let's get, you know, we're talking about nature, so we're going to be as natural as we can. But tell everybody a little bit, you know, the idea behind your pictures.
1: Right. So what I'm really doing when I do my photography with Naked With Trees is it's really like a spiritual meditation for me. It became a spiritual practice for me to have intimacy with nature in a very sensorial, sensual way. And the first time I did it was in Australia in like 20 years ago. And I was overcome with the beauty and the energy and the vitality of these two trees that I saw. And I wanted to get closer to them. I just wanted to be with them. So I very spontaneously took my clothes off. It was very hot. It was very comfortable, that's awesome. and I wrapped myself around them. It was the most liberating experience of my life, and I really realized that, Wow, that's that's a thing, <laughs> and I want to keep doing it. And so, what I've discovered is that each species of tree, or each landscape, um, each kind of body of the earth, is its own its own body, its own character its own personality its own energy um, it's so for me it's like dancing it's like having a different dance partner or a different lover for me it became very much like making love in a very uh, sensual way so what I do is I seek out different trees now and I have this affinity for them a lot of people have affinity for different aspects of nature where you just you just can't help it you're drawn to it you're you know enamored by the beauty of it by the the, the uh, life force of it. And so that's my, it's a, it's a practice. It's a spiritual practice. It's a creative practice. It's an artistic practice. And I'm really inviting people to explore whatever it is for them that turns them on, so to speak, about nature. What is it that you're drawn to? How do you want to have a relationship with more than just humans? What are you naturally um, drawn to? So. It doesn't. Everybody doesn't have to get naked, but it's an amazing experience if you've ever just been naked, walking around in the sunlight or on the beach or or lying on the ground. It's a it's a beautiful experience. And so when I work with trees, it's just different textures that I'm engaging with.
0: You know, you just brought back something that I haven't thought about in many many years. When I was in college, my boyfriend and I at the time went camping. And we're just camping along, we got these big backpacks. And all of a sudden, he just goes completely naked, except for the hiking boots and the backpack. And I'm like, what are you doing? And I was pretty natural. I've always been comfortable with my body. But I just thought it was so funny. But the first thing I thought about was there's mosquitoes out here. And what are you doing? Um, you know, so I'm sure you've run into some of those encounters. But before we jump into that, what I want to say, too, what's so amazing about the book is you you can see the spiritual connection, you can see the meditation mm-hmm. of it. But then you also give us all these great facts about trees, like, I learned so much from it. Wasn't that cool, Andrea, how she combined the two? Definitely really cool.
1: <laughs> yeah, well, I've been an environmental educator for 20 years, and um, I'm a, a plant nerd and a plant geek and a tree geek, and um, I just love learning about nature. It's so fascinating. And whenever uh, people would see my photographs, I'd always ask, well, what is that tree, and how big does it get, and how mm. old does it get, and can you eat it? And is it in danger? And who lives in it? And what pollinates it? People people are curious. And so um, for myself and other people, I compiled a lot of botanical, natural history, ethnobotanical research on each species and found out amazing things about these trees all over the world. And so I just had to put it in the book. I think it's a beautiful companion to the aesthetics of it is the, is the education. I've got an artist in me and an educator in me and a healer in me, and I like to combine them all. So this book is very interdisciplinary. So it, it serves a lot of purposes, it answers a lot of questions. It feeds a lot of parts of, of the soul.
2: So I have to ask, Julianne, when you're taking your pictures, have you ever encountered any living things on the trees?
1: Absolutely. <laughs> trees are ecosystems of themselves. They are they're planets of themselves, <laughs> and there are many, many organisms yeah. that that utilize trees that live on trees, maybe they're not there all the time, maybe they inhabit them, and so I really approach a tree with a lot of respect, and I check it out and I do my research first to see well, who might be living here, whose home is this <laughs> really because i'm just, I'm in you know i'm I'm coming into somebody else's own space, so not only do I ask the tree permission and the space permission. I, I check it out. I feel whether uh, I'm going to be welcome there. And then I look really carefully. Ants are very <laughs> common on trees. <laughs> and the biting ants are the ants you have to walk on. Oh, uh, watch yikes. out, watch out for. Not walk on, sorry. And um, <laughs> most, most of the critters that live on trees are harmless. But it also depends what um, ecosystem you're in, if you're in a tropical ecosystem, there are lots of things that can bite you. Um, and so I did have those, expe- a lot of those, ex- most of my experiences in Australia where, but it's been very, oh, right. very rare and very, very, I mean, I don't want to scare people at all. The, the pleasures far outweigh the risks, certainly. And no, most critters, are afraid of us. Like, you know, people freak out if there's a spider in their home or um a snake in their you know, under their porch or something, um, or skunks, but really they're more afraid of us than we are of them. And so usually they get out of the way. It's only if you start poking them and spitting on them that they might bite back.
2: Well I just think that when you're naked, I mean how many of us have had dreams or I guess I don't know. I'm trying to think the last time I had a dream of this, but I remember when I was younger dreams of being naked, you know, you're, you're so vulnerable and obviously being naked is that Mm. vulnerability. And especially when you're sitting in a tree that you're even more vulnerable. Mm. So I was just a question I was just curious about, but has anyone ever come over to you and said you can't take pictures in a tree?
1: (laughs) You know, that only happened once. I only got busted once out of, you know, maybe, I mean, I don't know, over a hundred trees, but I don't know how many it's been with. Um, Only once and um, some nosy neighbor um, busted in on me and a group of women that were doing a group shot on this um, ancient oak tree. And technically, we weren't supposed to be there, but we didn't know. We thought we had gotten permission. Um, and so he thought he was doing the right thing to get us um, to get us off. And, uh, you know, he was really a jerk about it. I don't understand any man who would come across Five naked women and ask them to go <laughs> and kick away. Them out. What is he thinking? I <laughs> kick them out. Right. We, we oh, certainly weren't harming the tree in any way. So um, only once have I um, gotten in trouble, so to speak, and there weren't any repercussions for that.
2: <laughs> that's pretty funny. What really, are some of the
1: coolest trees? It, oh. I was just oh, go say, ahead, generally, Janine. people aren't looking for naked women in the forest or trees, although they might now because everyone's so to this. Is she here? Is she here? <laughs> um so That's generally I people don't see me. Um I'm kind of stealth and camouflaged and um and I hide, quite honestly until people <laughs> walk by and I then I jump That's back funny. out and I do my thing and I put my clothes back on and, and then people come by and I'm like, "Oh yeah, look at this great tree." And, and, and so um so it's a it's well, you kind know, of a Julian... secret guerrilla art
0: Oh, I like that. Well, I was going to say one of the other f- things that I love about the book is I learned about so many different trees, and I love that African baobab. I finally learned how to pronounce it, and uh, it's awesome. <laughs> and then there's this one tree that looks like a huge carrot, and it's got like holes in it, and they put the holes yeah. in it so they can climb up it and get the yeah. you know the fruit or whatever. It's really cool. I learned so much.
1: Yeah, thank you. No, the baobabs are definitely my favorite. Trees in the southern hemisphere, and there's one species on continental Africa that's the African baobab, it gets really big. And then there's six species on Madagascar that don't exist anywhere else, and then there's one in Australia. And they're all really unique trees. Well, they're unique to us because we don't have anything like that here in the United States, but of mm-hmm. course, if you you, For generations, people have lived with these trees in Africa and Madagascar and Australia. So they're not unusual looking to them, even though they're, um, they're usually kind of bulbous and bulky and the um, uh, branches are concentrated at the top. So um, it's a very – and, and they, um, they're kind of succulent-like in that they absorb water, and that's why they look so big. And they may not even be as old as people think they are because um, they just hold water in the desert. You know, so sort is of the way the cat is
2: oh, cool. huh. so Yeah, definitely just,
1: one of my favorite trees.
2: So just to get a bit of an idea of how you work, you said there were five naked women. So are there, so there's yourself, you've got a crew. Tell us a little bit about how the adventure happens.
1: Yeah, in general, it's me. I've only started uh, recently to photograph um, groups of women, um, but that's um, an a artistic goal of mine. It's really, a, it's really a solo project. It's very rare that people come with me. Um, I, I research the trees. I map them out. I go on these expeditions, and then I have to find them. And so, so sometimes they're really easy. Sometimes they're like famous trees, so they're well marked on a trail. Sometimes I have to go tromping through the rainforest to find them. Sometimes I find trees that I didn't know I was going to find. Um, sometimes in foreign countries, I, I hire a guide or an arborist to take me there. Um, but in general, it's, it's me. And what I do is I find the tree and I'm ecstatic usually. And I set up my tripod and I figure out exactly what the composition is going to be. And I can know pretty much from off the bat, either by looking at a picture of it before I go or when I get there, if it's going to be a good shot, because the shot really depends on if I can get in the tree some way and be comfortable and relax, then I know it's going to be a beautiful shot. Otherwise, it's, it's not a good shot. So I set up the tripod, and um, then I look around. I look to the left. I look to the right. I, I listen very closely to see if any people are coming by. I take my clothes off. I put them in a bag. And then um, I, um, I approach the tree. Well, actually, I ask the tree permission first before I even start the whole process if it wants to collaborate with me. And if I get a no, I don't do it. And that's really rare. Usually trees are really excited to um, to, to be involved in my art project. So um, so I, it's very important that you ask permission because it's like a boundary issue, right? You just don't go up to anyone on the street and take your clothes off and start, you know, cuddling with them. So <laughs> I... Um, you don't? Um, well, I don't. <laughs> I was just teasing. <laughs> right. Um so I find a position in a tree, sometimes I have to climb the tree, usually I do that naked, and then I, I just relax into the tree, and I have this whole sensual experience with the tree. It's, it's just relaxing, it's not necessarily erotic, although there are some aspects of it that could be um, just feeling um, the texture of the bark on your skin, and just relaxing into be, being held in the arms of this tree. And then I have a remote control timer, and so I point the remote control timer at the camera, and I have a two-second delay, and then I hide uh, the remote control, and snap, there goes the picture. And um, nice. sometimes I have, like, 30 seconds, sometimes I have hours, sometimes I have days. It's more likely that maybe I have less than an hour with each tree. And um, so, so then I have to get back off the tree and put my clothes back on and check the Camera and see if the pictures turned out well, and if I didn't like them or want to do something else, I keep going. And usually, I just keep going. It's very, um, it's just so fun that I can't stop, even if sometimes it's freezing outside. I just keep going until I I can't do it anymore for whatever reason. So that's my process. And then I get back home, and then I look at the pictures, and and then I, um, you know, and then I edit them on Photoshop.
2: You know, it's interesting. When I was a kid, I mean, I just probably I don't know. 10, 11, 12 years old, I used to go. There was a forest near my house, and I used to live in the forest, and I used to love building tree houses. So, we used to take hammer all the time. We were young, you know, like I think back, and we literally would live in the forest, and we would get these, you know, these boards, and we'd make these tree houses, and we would hang out there. We'd climb up, you know, we'd climb up on it. And then I remember once I was sitting in the tree house, and I, there was a green spider that crawled over my finger and I sucked my thumb at the time and there was like it crawled over my thumb and I remember I thought, All right, I'm never gonna suck my thumb again after that green <laughs> spider crawled over. <laughs> wow. But then I laugh and I'm like, but like no, it didn't stop me, you know, till I was a lot older. But you know, I definitely you know, I was reading on your website, you know, what makes you a tree girl or a tree boy? And I'm thinking, Wow, I mean I love trees. My favorite tree is a weeping willow. And there's three there are three of them near my house and I in the summer I love to walk over there and I love to touch the trees and I travel a lot for work. So I'm in the air a lot. And I find that just putting my hand on a tree, it just helps to ground me. And I travel with a picture of me holding that tree bark, right? So that's kind of keeping me grounded when I'm in the air. Isn't that great? So I basically find these ways to connect with nature. (laughs)
1: Great. Yeah. Well, I would say most people, unless we grew up in really, really urban environments, had those experiences as children. We had that relationship with nature. We remember that. It's in our bodies. It's a somatic experience. And um, Mm -hmm. um, so many people um, have grief these days that they don't have that relationship anymore. And all it takes is one wonderful experience in nature uh, or a, a backpacking trip or a camping trip or something to have the the smells and the uh, fragrances and the feel of the sun on your skin and the feeling the different textures and then being within all that energy that isn't electronified people remember oh exactly. right this is mm-hmm. what is natural this is this is the way it should be. And so I'm really encouraged. Like what my invitation is is for people to rewild themselves and um, and reconnect with nature as a healing resource for them and however they want to do it. And for me, I'm just using new photography is something um, that just aesthetic and it's beautiful. And um, I just want to encourage people to find whatever it is um that they, that that's already inherent in them, like you, like your childhood memories.
2: I love that. It reminds me of the movie Avatar, which we watched recently, you know, that tree of life that's there and, yeah. you know, just really yeah. connecting with those trees because they are really the tree of life. And there's a amazing gem store. I they go, it's called, I think it's called Old Tibet in Denver. And whenever I go to Boulder, I go to this one store and they have these amazing stones. And I just li- literally, when I was there, you know, last month I bought the tree of life and wear Yay. it as a necklace. So there's so oh, much connection yeah. to trees and yeah. life. And I mean, I mean, yeah. you know, just before we, we end and we have to go, I love you to just, you know, I don't know if, if you know a lot about the science, but what is it about nature that has such a meditative, meditative effect, or what is it that mm. heals people? You know, why are we drawn to nature? What is it about that? So you can leave, you know, everybody who's listening with that thought.
1: Yeah, I, this is my theory and I'm not a scientist, um, I, but I am very ecologically literate. My theory is that it's the life force energy, it's life that is healing, life um, as opposed to dead matter like concrete or things that have been so manufactured mm-hmm. and um, transformed that they no longer have... Energy that they know you know, they no longer have any naturalness about them. So the the it, it has been proven there has been research showing that the higher the biodiversity of an area that someone walks in, the greater the mental and physical health benefits. So for me, that means that the, that all the species are all working. Not even just the species, but the rocks and the stones and the soil and the air. They're all in concert together, and anyone can tell the difference between walking down a city street and walking in pristine Wilderness or even a state park or even a city park, that there is an actual energetic difference, and you feel it in your body, and that is life. (laughs) That is what, that's the science of it is, is living, living matter and energy.
2: I love it. Well, you know, Julianne, tell people where they can buy your book and also what website they can go to to learn more.
1: Yeah, my website is www.treegirl.org. And you can get the book on my website. You can also get it on amazon.com, on barnesandnoble.com. And I also really encourage people to order it from their local bookstores. It will be available in bookstores in January but you can, you can order it now. It's available now, but they're just not in stock until January. So, it, so you can still get it for Christmas or Hanukkah or whatever holiday you want to celebrate.
2: That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for being on our show today. Keep doing the beautiful work you're doing and really, you know, exposing the forests the way they need to be exposed and bringing it to everybody's attention. I'm Andrea Donsky, along with Lisa Davis. You're listening to Naturally Savvy Radio. Like us on all our social media at Naturally Savvy, at Andrea Donsky, at Radio MD, and at Lisa Davis Radio Gal. Thanks for listening, everyone. Stay well.